The future belongs to those who see the possibilities before they become obvious. Welcome to Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Fun Friday. Friday, March 19th, Fireside Chats Without the Fires, and it is going to be fun. We're going to put the fun into this particular Friday because what we're going to do together with our guests, we're going to introduce in just a second, is we're going to play. Yes, we're going to play today. We're not going to interview. We're not going to talk. We're not going to chat. We're going to do all those things, but we're going to do it in a really fun environment. We're going to play. Title of the session, Unlocking Creativity with CX Play. Now, let's see if I'm going to do the following activity correctly. I'm probably not, and it's, if I don't, I'm going to get corrected, and that's okay. Our guest, we have a really special guest today from Helsinki, Finland. Here's my pronunciation. Here's the little drum roll. Let's see if I get it correct. Sirte Pichlaya. Did I do okay? Yes, you did. I got a thumbs up. I got a, I got a thumbs up. Okay. Whew. Sort of. <laughs> I got some thumbs up. We got it. Sirte. We have a wonderful guest, Sirte. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it is um, the later part of the afternoon in Helsinki, Finland, so we're, we're really happy to have you with us at the end of your work week. Um, it's a pleasure. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Paul, how are you feeling today? <laughs> Neil, I am buzzing. We get to talk about play and we get to talk about lego it's my dream friday honestly i can't I, it, it doesn't get any better it does not get any better for me i have died and gone to heaven i'm there full disclosure paul and i are big lego fans uh each in our own right and yes we're going to find a way to tie in legos and play with cx and you're probably thinking and reflecting what the heck are these guys talking about They're, these guys have already started the happy hour on friday they're, 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 they're off the rockers. No, there is a way to combine Lego and play into the CX world. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Here's Sirte's background. And if you're not already following her, I'm going to spell her first name and you're gonna see it anyway, but S-I-R-T-E. And her last name is P-I-H-L-A-J-A. -A. Look at her on LinkedIn. By the way, if you have uh, challenges with remembering how to pronounce her name. She showed me a really awesome feature on LinkedIn. It's a little microphone. Click on the little microphone by her name and you will hear the audio of how to actually pronounce her name in her voice. Great feature. I didn't know it existed. I learned this is one of the many things I'm learning today. So if you ask who Sirte is, she is the CEO, customer experience optimizer of Shirute Limited. She is also the international advisory board member. Oh, she's she's a member, international advisory board member of the CXPA, Customer Experience Professionals Asso Professional Association, and she is a CXPA Finland head of team. She is also a contributing author to Customer Experience Two, and Customer Experience Three. The one of the many things that attracted us to Shirte's uh, background is that uh, this book was part of the Qualtrics recommended reads for 2021. And she has a chapter chapter in this book, and we're going to talk to her about it, because it's a topic that 
not many of us talk about. We're good at talking about metrics. We're good at talking about employee experience. We're good at talking about technology. We're good at talking about automation. We're good at talking about da 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 da. But almost never do we talk about play. Sirte's expertise is around something called Lego play. Lego serious play, forgive me, LSP, correct? Can you please tell us about that? And what in the world is the connection between Lego serious play and customer experience? Yes, thank you. So Lego serious play is a methodology and materials that uh, Lego created from the, for themselves in the late 1990s when they were on the brink of bankruptcy and they needed to do some drastic changes to their direction. And they invited two university professors, Johan Roos and Bart Victor, to help them out in creating this methodology. So it's, cre it's been created on a very sound academic background. There's, it stems from about 30 different uh, academic theories. One of them is flow, which is uh, I'm probably, you've probably all heard of, which is a very important part of, of this methodology. And they, so they realized that uh, they started with the strategy work and made this application called real-time identity. So, so they started doing applications for this methodology and the first one was for the creation of, of a better strategy for themselves called real-time strategy. And then, then they re soon realized that strategy eats, eats uh, sorry, <laughs> they soon realized that culture eats strategy for breakfast, you know. So what they did after that was come up with two more applications which are addressing that very issue. So cultural, culturally bound applications. One of them is real-time strategy for, for teams and the other one is for individual employee level uh, work. And then there's a fourth one that uh, they created which was called the, the Beast. It's a funny name but it's really meant for times a lot like these where we are living right now when there's a big disruption going on. The business environment is somehow in turmoil and maybe there's differences in the cultural atmosphere within a company or there's maybe mergers and acquisitions where two companies are trying to merge their cultures together and those four are the, the main applications that they they went with and uh, later on they decided to open source the methodology so after that uh, proficient lsp facilitators have come up with their own applications such as our Shirta has come up with uh, CX Play, which is meant for creating better people experiences. Wow. You mentioned flow. There's a great quote from, uh, from your chapter in Customer Experience 2 about flow, and I'm going to see if I can read it or paraphrase it here. The activity that you are motivated to do lets you experience flow and these are the activities that make you happiest. That, that's a good definition, I think, of flow. What does flow have to do with customer experience? It has in the sense that you need to be in a flow state to come up with creative new innovations and solutions in that way that um, the idea there is, for instance, if you're doing LEGO Serious Play, we always do a skills building sec section part in the beginning. So to get all of the participants into a state of flow so that they are really, really giving all of the input that they can. So if, it's, if you don't have the, uh, 
skills building section as part of your Lego Serious Play workshop, it's not Lego Serious Play. So it's a very important part of, of this methodology. And what it, uh, I think what it also brings to the table is that when people do get to this state of flow, they are much more likely to perform better and create better solutions. So what we always find out and discover what people, the assumption they, that is made is that if employees are happier, they are happier in the way they treat customers. If employee experience is good, it translates into customer experience. I think that's what you're suggesting here. I do, I do definitely think so. That if, if you think about yourself, if you are in a state of, of, a ha of happiness and uh, you, you don't need to stress about things and you don't, need, you don't have any problems that, that you're thinking about all the time, you have the time to stop and take a look around you and look at the other people around you and think that how, how might they be feeling and how might, what might they be thinking about and then bring happiness to, to them as well. So uh, as, a, as an employee, does... I think that it's important for companies that they actually put the employees first and the customers are only second because it's really the employees who make or break these customer experiences. What does Lego Serious Play look like in a customer care or customer experience organization? Is it a bunch of people in the contact center sitting on the floor with their legs crossed playing with Legos? Like, I, I, Describe it for us that have, have never experienced it, what the Lego Serious Play actually is like in a customer care organization. I would say that um, it's not people sitting sitting on the floor playing with Legos, definitely not, because it's not about team building, first of all. It's, that, it's a, a com very common misconception that people have that this is just play, but it's really a serious game. Actually, what we call Lego Serious Play meetings is stand-up meetings or, or lean-forward meetings, really. Because what happens is that people start, they're usually sitting around a table uh, sharing, sharing the Legos within their group. And suddenly, like, they don't even realize it. But instead of, you know, crossing their arms and sitting a little bit leaning backwards like people do in normal, normal meetings, people start to be energized by the flow and, and, and Lego serious play. And they stand up. They start, you know, talking with their hands and giving their whole body into the experience. So that's, that's what happens when we are in a physical environment. Of course, now the, the situation is a little bit different when we need to do uh, like hybrid or online Lego Serious Play. But still, it, it gives people that flow and that energy that they st actually stand up uh, or they end up standing up when they're, they're doing their work. Which is actually is the reason why we have been told very m many times after our workshops that I don't know what you did there, but I've been on so many Zoom calls and, and these, these things that we do with you with Lego, it's, it's something that j just blows your mind, mind off. What is the impact on customers? What is the impact on employees? And the one I'm most curious about, what is the impact on business results in organizations that actually introduce Lego serious play? I'll, I'll ask in order. The, the impact on customers, like it's a specific impact. We improve customer satisfaction 12.38%. Or what is the, and what is the impact on employees? We improve retention 25%, I don't know, 26.348%. And then what is, what is the impact on business results uh, for organizations that introduce Lego serious play? 
I wouldn't say that you always have to put the impact and, and measure your results by what you're actually trying to achieve. So actually for Lego Series Play, the main thing is to really set the challenge and the thing that the, the end results that we're looking for first and decide that what is it that our customers or what we are looking for. So that that is the main thing to start with, I would say. And then the metrics come only after, I would say. That you can't say that it's this or that. It depends on what you're looking looking for. Uh, as for the employees, I would say that the main thing is that you're really giving them the space in their minds to think differently, to be more creative. We are big proponents of uh, experiment, an experimentation culture. So the idea of, of giving people and your personnel the possibility to really put their minds into what they're doing they, they need to have the license to fail as well. There's experimentation is all about failing fast. So the idea there is to give them creative uh, tools where they can actually come up with totally different and new innovative solutions. And for businesses, I think that there's a big, big uh, change in the way that people are behaving and uh, the employees are much more engaged. They, they are much less stressed out because they have this playful idea around their work. So actually, it is, it is said that um, play is not the opposite of work, boredom is. So if you get bored at your work, you're not going to be very, very uh, perform performing very, very well. But I love this quote. Uh, th yeah, this is in your chapter. Play is, re repeat it for me. I have it in my notes here. Oh, here it is. Play is not opposite of work. Boredom is. That's a really heavy, powerful statement. I think there I are like some. I think there are some uh, statistics about this as well. That the getting bored at work is one of the main reasons why performance, job performance, is is decreasing in in uh, offices and in in businesses. What does Lego Serious Play like in an organization? It's one hour every Friday afternoon. It's ten minutes once every morning it's a one-time activity it's an ongoing activity i'm so curious to know what an organization looks like that is utilizing lego serious play usually it is uh, sessions that are ongoing uh, from say three to four hours to five days so depending on what you're trying to achieve it, it might take longer or, or a shorter period of time Definitely, it's not a one-hour exercise. As I said, it's not a team-building thing that uh, you just, you know, speed through in, in a sense. It's, it's, I like to say that uh, it's like putting money in the bank, that you're not waiting for your money to, to do a lot of interest for you if, you if you're not giving it time. So it's exactly the same thing with LEGO Serious Play. Uh, on the other hand, I think that depends also on the participants if they are already familiar with the methodology they are much more likely to come up with uh, or go deeper into the conversations and be able to really release their i don't know their un unlock themselves and their creativity so they might be doing uh, in lo a lot less time much more than they do when they are in the beginning so it's a there, there is a, some kind of a learning curve there. I, I, I like to say to people that we are learning a new language here when we're, when we're learning Lego Serious Play, because you're actually talking with your hands and it comes from giving your brain a hand. I like that. Talking with your hands and giving your brain 
And I like that. Are there examples of companies that you can tell us about that are use, using Lego Serious Play? Some of our companies, yes, uh, are coming from uh, different domains or industries that you might not be thinking of as the most creative ones necessarily. So we have many banks actually as, as our clients. This is the one I was just thinking of. I, I was thinking probably the example of the least creative is probably a bank, right? Wow, yeah. this is interesting to hear that banks are, are, are utilizing this. So, and this is not just in Finland, it, we did, we've done it in Singapore and, and other, other places as well. So it's very interesting that it, it is not industry specific that any in, it can be used in any industry and for different kinds of people experience development. So whether it be customer experiences or employee experiences. So we mm -hmm. do have like other companies that are in the media industry, for instance, that we have been doing employee experience related development projects. Got it. As we start to wind down, I think the audience would like to know what are some top reasons, maybe up to three reasons, why play is so important in an organization? Okay. <laughs> so can you please repeat the question before I start? Answering? Why is play so important? for an organization, right? We, we are so we're, so, we're thinking about business results, return on investment, bottom line, structure, objectives, focus, and it becomes very, very, very monotonous, tedious. It's very strict, it's rigid. Why is play so important because we think maybe like play is going to distract us. It's going to uh, remove us from the very narrow focus of what we're supposed to do from nine in the morning until five at day in the afternoon when the when the workday ends. It's very counterintuitive. It's very opposite for me to think we can introduce play. And I would like the audience to know why is play so important. I think that it's important to, to introduce plays and, and look at business uh, through a playful lens because it gives us, uh, well, one of, one of the reasons is, of course, what, what businesses like to think about is, is that when you are more creative, you're, you perform much better and you come, come up with new, resu new results. So that's an interesting fact. Also, the fact, the thing is that you're also giving your employees much more energy and empathy. And I, I like to say, I don't know, the idea of, of being mo much more appreciated when they get to be themselves and when they get to be creative. Mm -hmm. And that lowers the levels of stress because you don't need to always be thinking so strictly, but rather open up your mind to, to new things. So that's another idea I think that is behind it as well. I love this. We know that your specialty, an area of specialty for you is Lego serious play. Are there other ideas that are different than Lego Serious Play to achieve the same objective, creativity, stimulation of the, of the mind, of communication, of thought process? Are there other activities different than Lego Serious Play to help achieve the same result? That's a really good question. I think that uh, we have been doing this uh, state of customer experience management benchmark for almost 10 years now. 
Uh, it started in Finland, but now we have uh, been doing it on the international level as well. And almost all of the companies that respond to this survey, they always say that they want to uh, differentiate themselves through customer experiences. So if you think that there's almost 99, almost 100% of companies who are saying this, how can you actually distinguish yourself? You have to do something something differently. You can't rely on having those posted, I don't know, jamborees that, that, that companies usually have when they're trying to, you know, ideate something new and, and become, differentiate themselves from others. So we have been doing also um, co-creative work with uh, our customers and clients where we have had a visual facilitator help us out to actually draw everything that our participants have been uh, talking about on a, on a on big like walls wallpapers and that has been one way to unlock people because when they see it in a in a visualized format they are starting to think with their other side of their brain even even just from somebody else doing that activity for them uh, another thing we have been uh, playing playing with there, there, there I go again playing is having arts and drama people so actual you know actors yeah thank you <laughs> so the other thing that we have been playing playing with uh, is having actors and drama uh, people come into the room and help help customer experience and, and customer service people act out the things that they would be doing with their customers and that has been another way of doing it in a more creative way and i know that there's plenty of other ways than you know lego serious play is not the only creative way of doing uh, better customer experiences but i think that what you need to is a creative methodology that uh, to to come with results that are, that are somehow different from everybody else's thank you this this was great we always like to conclude the podcast by asking our guests three questions this is what we call the final third the first question would be and I think I know what your response is going to be, but I, I can't wait to, for you to, to share this with us. CX myth. What is a CX myth that you would like to, to bust? A commonly held idea that is not true in your view and your experience? My idea is, it comes in the CX2 book really clearly out. The idea is that you need to have a play, play use play or creativity to unlock the other part of your brain that uh, helps helps you uh, think about and imagine new possibilities. And uh, I often hear th these people saying that, hey, I can't do this because I'm not creative. I wasn't born creative. You hear that a lot, but that's actually a myth because I think everybody has inside of them that creative person. They just need to uh, surface that person. There was this, if I can t tell you a little story here, uh, in 1965, uh, George Land was uh, actually asked, asked by the NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, to come up with this uh, test that would discern between their candidates, the people who would be creatively talented. And he did come up with such a test, and it, it found the two topmost percent of creative talent within uh, these, these candidates. And uh, three years later, he decided that he wanted to take this test of his on a, on a spin and he asked 1600 small children aged between the four and six years old to take the same test and he was amazed by the results because what happened was that 98 percent of these small kids uh, managed to score on the creative genius level 
And then he was really amazed at what's going on here. And, and what he did was that five years later, he asked the same kids to come and take the same test. And only a third, less than a third, 30% of them were able to score on the same level. And another five, year, five years later, at the age of 15, the same kids, uh, only 12% of them were deemed even measurably creative. So that's crazy. And he was like with his, and actually he's taking this, validated his te test with one over one million adults after that. So it, it consistently gives that 2%. So he was wondering with his research buddies that what, what on earth is going on here? And he came to the conclusion that it's actually the educational system that drains creativity from us. So when we're learning this convergent thinking, we're actually uh, losing our creativity. And I do very much believe in this, that we all have that five-year-old within us. We just need to help him or her grow back. It's wonderful to hear this, this uh, the research study that um, we almost all of us have creativity in our head and heart and our, our body. We just have to continue to use it. It can't remain stagnant. It can't atrophy. You have to exercise it. You have to use it. And the more you use it, the more it's going to grow and become stronger, like a like one of these muscles. I think. Exactly. So if if you're just doing your I don't know nine to five job and trying to get through the days, you'll never get that creativity back. But if you really take take care of uh, your employees and give them the chance to 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 flex that muscle, they will give, be giving much more to you. That's that's for sure. Correct. Let's ask you the second part of the final third. So we, we would like to ask our guests, um, do you have a CX quote that is, that is important for you that you'd like to share? Something that somebody has said that yes, resonates, that is an important reminder of some important message for you? Yes, I do. I actually have two of them. Let me read them to you. So the first one is from Sean Smith, a dear friend of mine. Uh, who said this in a, actually in a CX masterclass that we, we uh, ran with him a couple of years back. So what he's say, saying here is that purpose is like a beacon. It attracts employees who want to work for organizations that they identify with. It also warns off others who may not be the right fit for the company. Purpose. Purpose. So the why of, if, if you want to talk in Simon Sinek's words, that why the company exists and we are, we are a lot talking about this, how purpose is something that we need to, uh, in, in order to sort of use as a beacon for, for our customers and how our customers are buying that more from us if they, or, or they will be willing to do business with us if we have a good purpose that is in line with their view of the world. But I think it's equally important to think about the employees. And nowadays, I think customer experience has been a buzzword for a long time, only now, companies are starting to see that the actual, actually the other side of the coin is employee experiences and how important that is for the company's uh, sustainable growth. Purpose, we, we, we need it, love it. What is your second quote that you'd like to share with us? My second quote is actually from Simon Sinek himself. <laughs> so he has said at some point that customers will never love your company until the employees love it first. Oof. Wow. So, yeah. You really need to give give love to your employees and, and make them love your company because they will be your most important, uh, I don't know, how, 
like torch for for your company in in the future the most important ambassadors of course mm -hmm. yeah yes. perfect uh last question for you cx hero i think you have a couple cx heroes that you'd like to share with us yes i do i actually have three of them so my first hero is my older brother Jere Talonen, with whom we lived in paris for a couple of uh, some time in our early 20s and it, it's something that he said back then and it's still stuck in back at the back of my head uh, he used to be he used to study at Essek and Cornell University hospitality back then and uh, what he said to me was that Sirte you know that uh, restaurants are not for eating food people don't go there to eat food they go there because they want see it as as a form of entertainment it's almost like like going to the theater so everything you do when these customers they come inside and, and take their seat is about performance it's performing to them it's not about well of course the, the quality of, of of the food is uh, an, an important part of it but back back then he was all already thinking that you know it's not the product that is selling you it's the experience so whether you one thing that he said was that you should always have you know two points of interest that uh, from every seat that there's two things that people can have a look at during their uh, dinner, dinner time and you, you should be thinking that uh, for every single seat in your restaurant sensational perspective that's wonderful and that was in the late 90s already Imagine. so it was a while ago love it so he's a CRX, your brother is a CRX hero for you. Are there any other CX heroes? Yes, my second one, unfortunately, I, I don't have a name to share. Uh, he's a local, our local supermarket uh, owner who, who used to run the local supermarket next to our here. And one day, because he's a really good example of, of, you know, random acts of kindness or how a very small thing and, and going the extra mile can affect people. So I already knew that he was a really good guy and he was doing like all of these things to make the, the shopping experience a really nice one. But th this time I was there, I had an electrician uh, back at the home and I needed uh, to change a lamp because the, the electrician needed it for something. And I had to leave my, I think then, back then she was maybe four years old, my, my, my daughter with that electrician. And I was a little bit you know, annoyed to go there and leave my kid there. It was, must, must have been the first time I, I did leave her with somebody that I didn't know uh, from previously. And I went there and then I, I was looking at the aisles and, and, and where the, the light bulbs were supposed to be. And, and I couldn't find the exact one that I wanted to. So I asked him for advice and he was like, oh, sorry. I think that we'll run out of them, but let 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 me go and check uh, if you can just wait for a while here, and and then he came back from the back their back office, and he was uh, holding a lamp, a very hot lamp in his hand, and he said that don't please don't burn your hands. I just took it off our you know our uh, recreational room. That uh, please have it uh, because I don't want you to go anywhere else for for this reason. Wow. He gave you the lamp from the store. Yeah, from the own. the bulb. He gave you the lamp and the bulb. No, no, no the bulb, I'm sorry. But I mean, the idea being that, that he gave their own thing because they didn't have one in their supply. So wow. that was crazy, I think. It's a great, it's a great story. It's yeah, sometimes it's the, the unknown 
the, the people who we don't necessarily know their names, but the ones who do the random acts of kindness that are just sensational that have an impact. And that we, we say here, they, they give you the shirt off their back. They give you their own shirt. This yeah, guy gave exactly. you his own light bulb from his own store. Here, take. Yeah. And, now, and then they couldn't read their, I don't know, newspapers back, to, back in the back office or whatever yeah. for that day. But yeah, it was really, really a cool thing to do. And I did mention him on the social media because back then I, I still knew what his name was. It was, a, it was a couple of years back, but I still remember because it made such an impression on me. Sure. That's wonderful. Okay, and the third one, third one is is uh, my dear, 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 dear friend Ian Golding, because he has been, I don't know, for this whole year, past year, 2020, he's been helping out not just my myself, but everybody else as well. So uh, as he came up with this idea of, of us having every like weekly calls on Zoom within about 20 or 30 people that we have grown into right now. So it's the CX Cares community. So the really uh, people who are meeting with each other and we're giving each other advice and, and helping each other out whenever, wherever we can and however we can. And it's not just uh, within this core team that we're helping people out, that we then came up with different ways of, uh, you know, helping people in the hospitality industry first, starting with that, and then uh, retail and, and, and all of that. Uh, we were doing this, conducting these interviews on three, four, five different continents to come up with ideas that what could uh, companies in these industries do uh, during the COVID pandemic and, and try to help them out by doing these reports on what others had been doing in other countries. And, and these were shared and, and it was a really good, good uh, thing to do, I think. And with him, we, I think that we have all grown to bringing this some kind of empathy and humanity into business much more than, than it used to be. That it has, hasn't been a bad year for us because we have been thinking about others and we have been giving all of our uh, insight and knowledge to everybody else where we have been able to do that. And actually this customer experience two book and also number three uh, have been a part of this in a way because I was invited uh, to write for customer experience two book and uh, it's not for, for, for gaining any money out of it. Uh, uh, it, it is a bestseller. And so well, actually both of them are bestsellers on, on different continents. So yay, yay for that. But the, the main reason for us to write those books has been to help and give advice to people who are having pains in this pandemic. Yeah, so, it's wonderful to hear. We hear Ian's name frequently as, a, as a, either a hero or as a, just as a thought leader in our space, it's wonderful to hear the. Yes, he's the also a big influencer, of course, as a thought thought leader, and he's been around the world to help companies to understand how important it is to think about customers. But I think that this this his thinking of sharing things within the team and and within everybody else around the world has been something that has been warming my heart. Good. May it be contagious for more and more people. It's wonderful. We're going to conclude today's session. Paul, I think we, we've, we've both learned a lot about play, about creativity, the importance of cultivating creativity in our organizations. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's been a wonderful, insightful discussion. I'm very privileged um, to be able to be part of this. And the fact that you can take serious play and put it to good use and get the results.
time out. I know it's nearly what five o'clock and the weekend is just around the corner over there in Finland. But I really appreciate your time. Thank you so so much for being an absolute pleasure. And looking and good luck with the new book that's coming out. Right, customer experience. Right. Um, yeah. Good luck. So that, that's it, man. I, I, I've I've loved it. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Shirte. I hope I pronounce it again. Oh, well uh, done. Correctly. Yeah, I got a thumbs up, so I, I feel good. Uh, I learned so much from you today. Thank you so much. Um, we look forward to hearing more about you, seeing more. I'm, we're going to continue to follow you. I, I'm going to look very closely at Lego Serious Play. And uh, you've challenged my thoughts on uh, some things that I would not have looked very closely at. And th there's lots of value to these in understanding how they can impact the employees of our organization, which then, of course, impact our customers. That's that's the, the immense value that you shared with us today. Thank you so much for being a guest on Fireside Chats on Other Fires. Thank I'm glad you. you liked it. Thank you so much. It's a passion, so I'm good. We could be talking about this much more. Wonderful. We, 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 we really appreciate it. Wrapping up, Season 2, Episode 9, Fireside Chats Without the Fires. We always ask our audience, please rate us, please review us on Apple Podcasts. We want to know your feedback. It helps us know in which direction or directions to go in. If you like something, share it with us. If you don't like something, that's okay. Share it with us. Um, once again, this is Unlocking Creativity with CX Play. Please follow Shirte on LinkedIn. Uh, please read her chapters in Customer Experience 2 and 3, uh, and definitely follow her on LinkedIn. Thank you, audience, for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you and being part of your day next week. This has been another episode of Fireside Chats Without the Fires with Neil Toff and Paul Catherell. Follow Neil and Paul on Twitter at Neil Toff and at PaulCat72. Podcast feedback and topic suggestions are always welcome. Thank you for listening.